Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to What Culture Gaming. I'm Scott, joined by Adam Cleary. Hey. Hey, Mr. Adam Cleary. Now, I've drafted you in because you know all sorts of worldly things, and I don't. So, um, this is a big old story. comes from Al Jazeera about a Saudi Arabian prince called Mohammed bin Salman, um, who's invested $3.3 billion into Activision Take-Two and EA. Um, And as soon as I started reading about this, it reminded me of the uh, Saudi acquisitions, or at least the Saudi involvement in WWE, which is why I came running to you. And so, um, this also was written up by Kotaku. They said that um, this venture gives um, the prince millions Millions of shares, but a relatively small fraction of ownership. So, Mr. Business Cleary, what's going on? Right. So, this is like, this is a story that it doesn't matter what you're into, whether it's wrestling or football or gaming, probably sooner or later, if there's anything you like in the entertainment sphere, it's probably going to get in there eventually, such mm-hmm. as the grand ambitions and the scale of the money they have to play with here. But basically, this all kind of relates to this Saudi Arabian project called Vision 2030, which is this like, enormous modernization PR campaign that the crown prince of Saudi Arabia is trying to do to make them a global player on the world stage Mm. by basically just not infiltrating the West, but making them a prominent sort of part of the conversation everywhere. And you can sort of go back to the WWE thing, which is kind of where it first really got a lot of traction. There's been sort of small things, like they started getting Nike to make their national team's football kit and stuff, but it really sort of kicked off with WWE because it's where they got accused of sports washing. And okay. if you don't know what that is, basically the principle of just using positive PR campaigns to mask not pleasant things going on behind the scenes. And WWE were the first sort of company in the West to sort of get accused of being sort of a part of all of this. The, the, the very short version of this is that Saudi Arabia have, for decades and decades and decades now, been... What's oh, the delicate way to put this? One <laughs> of the seen as one of the less progressive states in that part of the world, let's say. They were yes. not modernising their laws or their human rights or just... Sort of the way the re- the West of the world was changing, they were not really keeping up with that. Let's mm-hmm. say, and basically, when this guy came into power, he decided he was going to set about modernising the country by introducing certain rights for certain groups of people. Like mm-hmm. he, women can drive in Saudi Arabia. I now, did see that. Which, yeah, that sounds like a ridiculous thing to say, but that's genuinely what it was like. Like women needed a man's permission to do pretty much anything, to get a passport, to get certain medical treatments, to drive a car, for example. Mm-hmm. Like, but now, as part of the thing, you know, they're, they're bringing in, they can they can do that now, and. That's the sort of internal politics is one side of it, but what they're trying to do where it concerns this story is basically get a foothold in major Western businesses to sort of get Saudi Arabia as a far more recognized player on the world stage. So they start having WWE host major events in their country. And one of the events happened to coincide with the Jamal Khashoggi case, which was where it was was alleged 
that certain uh, members of the Saudi Arabian royal family had ordered the death of this journalist because he was quite critical of the regime. Now, that's still all ongoing. And right. it's, you know, they, they came out and said, oh, we're shocked that the, our names were <laughs> brought. Well, we will, but these individuals acting without our permission will right. have them punished and whatnot. And everyone was like, hmm. So WWE got a lot of flack for basically doing an event saying, look at this wonderful progressive country that we're doing the show and you should all check out Saudi Arabia. They're the best. While literally <laughs> the blood of an actual journalist is staining the ring mat Brilliant. Um, that night. So wherever this goes, there's always a lot of controversy with it. They've tried to buy a Premier League football team, Newcastle United, Oyo, et cetera, et cetera, um, that, which again, people are concerned about because they think that this money is going to be used to effectively, again, sports wash a lot of the problems with the country and even with the positive changes they're making, you know, like women can drive, for example, but the mm. people who campaigned for that for years and years are still in prison. So it's a lot of it feels quite superficial, which is where a lot of the controversy and a lot of the criticism comes from. Mm. But then there's the other side of it. People want their football teams to be invested in. People want their games companies to be able to make more games and to have more spending power to do certain things. So it divides people right down the middle mm -hmm. all of this like fans of these studios may not want this kind of money involved but then again fans of these studios may want them to have more money to go make better games so it kind of depends where you fall down on this i did say that would be the short version i'm sorry about that <laughs> quite a long-winded version of this it. is why i need i mean yeah because like the the thing that it reminded me of is all the tencent acquisitions which is a big conglomerate coming out of china and they like they helped greenlight some stuff like they invested in platinum they invested in remedy and um, but they're also throwing their money around in ubisoft and activision as well um, and in this case like you know like the um the saudi arabian prince thing he says that he has this whole movement thing called misc um, which is to foster, empower, and create a healthy environment for young creative talent, um, which is very nice. And um, but it's that whole thing, like you said, of the way that it rolled out in the WWE, where they were suddenly trying to sort of like help create a certain image for like the Saudi side of things. And I guess how do you see it playing out in the gaming sphere? Because it, 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 the Kotaku report said that he has a, a very small fraction of ownership. But it's like, will it be glaring, glaringly obvious if um, you know some sort of game comes out where it's like this has been? A little bit messaged, a little bit massaged it, in a it, certain it is, way. It is definitely different to the WWE thing because yeah. in the case of that, it was literally the Saudi General Sports Authority working as part of the PIF investment, basically getting them in to specifically do good PR for them, come mm. and do these events here as a showcase for the country. Now, I doubt with the level of control they're getting in these game studios, they're going to say, do games that make <laughs> Saudi Arabia look good. I don't mm -hmm. think they're going to have that level of control in it. But at the same time, they're not putting their money in this for no reason like you know it wouldn't be beyond the realms of possibility that they start doing certain games do levels in saudi arabia or there's little mm. references to it or something like that you know they are going to be getting something for their money in all of this and it's whether or not people who buy these games are comfortable with knowing that this is being done deliberately to present a you know a massaged a very palatable view of this country when there are still inherently huge problems within there like you know they haven't changed a lot of their, their views and their approaches to the LBGT community, for yeah. example. People are still imprisoned, uh, deported, fined, and a lot worse in mm -hmm. those countries for, for things like that. So it, it depends whether or not you kind of sort of look at this as well. You know, the money's got to come from somewhere. You, it's not like if you try and find any national government to invest in a video games industry, it, you will find something in that government somewhere which right. is unpalatable so there's always that argument but at the same time are those governments specifically investing in it to try and present a more palatable view of themselves so it, it's it's a complete moral maze and everybody mm -hmm. tends to come down somewhere different on the spectrum of all of this if it leads to better games while they are genuinely improving the country then yes there are a lot of positives to take from it if it is to present 
if it's effectively to to cover up criticisms of the country, then a lot of people will find because it, it kind of feels it. yeah, it feels like on the Saudi side they can just be like, well, we're endorsed by EA Activision. Well, that's, all that's, these li- that's literally the idea. Yeah. yeah, like look, people in the West, you know, they they want Saudi Arabia to be seen differently to regular people mm-hmm. in in the Americas and in Europe, which will lead they they think will lead to more investment in the country, better tourism, just making them feel a bigger power mm-hmm. on the world stage, which is ultimately what they want to do. And at the same time, people will say that a lot of the changes they're making in the country are superficial, but they are making them so it's hmm. not like it's not like i've been on both sides of the spectrum i really really criticize wwe's involvement in the country but at the same time wwe did manage to get the first ever women's wrestling match in saudi arabia which right. is small potatoes to us here that seems ridiculous but, no, but still that yeah. wouldn't have happened without their involvement so i think for normal <laughs> people in saudi arabia for the general population there this is changing things even if it's slightly and it is a good thing to an extent but mm-hmm. Well, the At thing the that same I've time, not, it's, like, still, it's still whitewashing of political yeah. stuff. So the thing that I've not like looked into too much before this is the existing um, video game regulatory board that Saudi Arabia has, because um, one of the companies they're investing in is Take Two, which obviously owns Grand Theft Auto. So it's just kind of like hilarious that this like completely counterculture thing that started as like the most rebellious, dangerous game of all time, um, super westernized, making fun of America and everything else, is now like you know there's stake in the game from Saudi Arabia to be like, hey, you guys should check out Grand Theft Auto because we're sort of like it's part of our identity now, and we want to be seen to be like, hey, we're open to these <laughs> games now. Well, this is this is the thing, like you know whether or not people in Saudi Arabia will actually ever play these games is another matter entirely. But mm. it's not it's not about that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's not about promoting these studios and these games in Saudi Arabia, it's about using these games to promote the country itself. So yeah. again, again, that's where the whole argument comes down. How much benefit does this actually have to anybody? Is it worth ignoring the problems with the regime for the, you know, the, the plus points <laughs> of it? It's genuinely, yeah. you could go round and round in circles with this for hours and hours and hours. And indeed people do, and indeed I have been yeah. one of them. <laughs> Well, yeah, um, I mean, we we might we'll do follow up stuff if more things develop. At the minute, it's very much just a lot of a lot of uh, write ups, just saying this transaction thing has happened, um, and we'll sort of predict stuff from then on out. So let us know what you think down in the comments below of the transaction itself. How do you see the future of Take Two, Blizzard, and EA? For now, Ivan Scott from Culture dot com. And I've been I don't I'm not on this I'm not on this news, but I don't know I don't know what you else is going to come and I've been, that? And I've been Adam. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes, he has. I don't know what you want me to say. <laughs> Anything at all. <laughs> Bye. Bye, 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 bye. (laughs) Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.